The Bible tells us that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. How exactly does that work? And what happens when we respond positively to it? Today, how the gospel transforms lives. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section's open below. We would love to hear from you. The word gospel means good news and it's used 93 times in the New Testament. In fact, it's the best news you could get. Not only are your sins forgiven and you enter into a relationship with the God who created you and loves you, but you are given eternal life. And all of this starts when you hear the gospel, when you receive it, and when you believe it. Today, we're gonna to look at several things that talk about the power of the gospel and how it transforms people's lives. Now, before we get to the good news, let's talk a little bit about the bad news. The Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Some people think they're okay because they go to church. I go to church, therefore I'm a Christian. But it's been said that going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. You may have been brought up in a religious home, in a home that went to church, but that doesn't make you a Christian. You have to receive the work that Jesus did upon the cross for you. You can't be religious. You can't be good enough. There are a lot of people who think that they are okay because they are good people. They do good things by human standards, but we are not comparing ourselves to ourselves. We know that there is sin in our lives. We know ourselves better than anyone else. And when we're really honest, we know we fall short and that we really need to change. Now, surprisingly, the gospel is not only revealed in the New Testament, but it's also revealed in the Old Testament. There are all kinds of types of the gospel. You have Joseph, the son of Jacob, who is a type of Christ and a type of bringing us the gospel. You have Isaac being taken to be sacrificed on top of a mountain. And that is a, which didn't happen. God stopped him and provided a sacrifice for himself. And that is a type of Jesus, the son of God being sacrificed for us upon a mountain, upon that cross. But not only do we find all kinds of types, that's just a couple of them, but we also have passages in the Old Testament that tell us what the gospel is, like Isaiah 53, verse six, which says, all we like sheep have gone astray. That's the bad news. There's no sheep that haven't. If I'm honest with myself, I know I went astray. You know you went astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And Isaiah 53 is a messianic passage talking about the Messiah and God has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And that is the gospel in the Old Testament that you will not need to be punished for your sins. The Bible says the wages of sin are death and you and I have committed sin. If you say I haven't, have you ever told a lie? Then you're a liar. Have you ever stole something? Then you're a thief. Have you ever lusted after a woman. Jesus said, if you lust after a woman, you commit adultery in your heart. Have you ever been angry with your brother? Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you've murdered him in your heart. And so that makes us liars and thieves and murderers and adulterers and much more than that. And so we've all gone astray and God has taken our iniquity and yours if you will receive the gospel and laid it upon Jesus Christ. 
Now, the New Testament also describes the gospel. And one of the best place that it does that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses one through four, which says this. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which you also are saved. Listen to the way that's worded. Which you received, by which you stand, which you are also saved. This good news that you hear has the power to change your life and save you. It goes on to say, for I delivered to you first of all that which I received. For Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. The Old Testament foretold that he would die for our sins. It wasn't an idea that the church came up with afterwards, but they tell us exactly what Christ would do. And then it says, not only that he died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. The Old Testament even foretells, prophesies his resurrection from the dead, which is amazing. It goes on to say, after that he was seen by over 500 at once, of whom a greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. So Jesus appeared to people who, by the way, were alive, many of them, when 1 Corinthians was written so that people could have objected to it. Now let's take a look at a few things that the Bible says that the gospel does. First of all, it is the power of God to salvation. Listen to Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Once you receive the gospel, you believe it. It's not just believing God exists, but you actually believe the gospel and receive him. It says for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So it's everyone for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So you believe God, you have faith in him and you will be justified by the gospel of Jesus Christ that he died on the cross, that he rose again, that he did it as a sacrifice for you. That little baby that was born, that was laid in the manger came, that he would die on the cross, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second thing is that the gospel is not in persuasive words. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse four, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. My job as a pastor is not to be eloquent or persuasive in my arguments, but simply to give the gospel because it is the power of God to salvation and it goes forth with power and transforms people's lives. The third thing the Bible tells us about the gospel is that it works inside of us. When we hear the gospel, it actually gets inside of us and begins to do something. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it's by faith, by believing, and it's a gift given by God and not of any kinds of works. Some believe that anything that you do would be work. If you believe it's works and some believe you have to be baptized to be saved or speak in tongues to be saved or join a church to be saved. None of that is true. Just because I'm doing something doesn't mean I'm working. Sometimes I'm having time off. Sometimes I'm enjoying myself in some kind of recreation. That's not work. 
And when I receive Jesus into my life and believe by faith, that's not work. That's receiving the gift that he's given me. And salvation comes by the grace of God that's undeserved favor by faith inside of your life. The fourth thing the Bible says about the gospel is that when it works inside of us, we are born again. It changes us into someone new. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away and behold, everything becomes new. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Did you get that? He has begotten us again, born again. When you are begotten, you are born. We are born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible. What an amazing thing, an inheritance incorruptible. You have everything. You are co-inheritance with Christ who will inherit it all. It says undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven. If you would hear the gospel today, believe it, receive it, and stand in it, your sins will be forgiven. You will be called by him to do a work for him. He will give you eternity and he'll change you from the inside. Day by day, that inner man will be renewed. The fifth thing the Bible tells us about the gospel is that we have to receive it or receive Christ. We're not just believing that Jesus died on the cross for us, we're actually inviting him into our lives and receiving him. And he will come in and live with you. He will be inside of you as you are in Christ. Listen to John 1, 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. So you believe in his name, you receive him, you believe in his name, and this is what happens. Listen to what it goes on to say. To those who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. God causes you to be born, your spirit to come to life as you receive him and believe on him, believing that he came, that God came to this earth as a man, that he went to the cross, suffered under Pontius Pilate and rose again, and now has a sacrifice for you that can cause you to be born by God. The sixth thing and final that the Bible says about the gospel is that the gospel is for everyone. You might be listening to this and going, well, it's not for me. The gospel is for other people, but not for me. No, if you will believe and receive, then you will be saved. Listen to what it says in Romans 10, nine through 13, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, for the scriptures say, whoever believes on him, did you get that? Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. That's the second passage we've looked at that says Jew and Gentile or Jew and Greek, everyone can be saved. For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call out on his name today. 
receive him as your savior believe in him as you give your life to him even if you're by yourself you will be transformed and changed and the gospel which you've heard here today will transform you and cause you to be born again and you will be saved by the power of the gospel of jesus christ and you'll be introduced to the creator of the universe who will now take up residence inside of you and your body will be a temple of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.